the tree care industry has stories and knowledge just waiting to be explored. We'll have a variety of expert guests and innovators from all corners of the industry sharing their stories and extensive knowledge on our show. In this episode of the TCIA podcast, we sit down with Krista Stratting and discuss competition climbing. I'm Joe Riley, and today I'm joined by Amy Tetro and Krista Stratting. Hi. Krista has been a climbing arborist for 11 years. She doubles as part arborist for the city of Mississauga in Ontario, Canada, and part tree climbing instructor for Arboriculture Apprenticeship and Urban Forestry students. Krista currently holds the North American Women's Champion title in tree climbing, winning eight times in Ontario and three times in North America. This is part two of a two-part episode. In this episode, we will be learning about some of the events that Krista has been able to participate in thanks to her status as a competition climber. I was going to ask if you wanted to talk a little bit about um, your experience at um, the Women's Street Climbing Workshop last year, because I went out and and checked you out while you were doing that, and it seems like a really kind of cool thing. I don't know if you want to tell us a little more. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so I hadn't been to one. I hadn't taken the the workshop, but I was invited to come and help instruct, which was really cool. And I, I've known the Levanji sisters for a long time and the rest of the team through competing and whatnot. So um, they knew that I'd be like a fairly good fit. Um, so they invited me to come out and I kind of had some expectations where I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be pretty cool. And I've never been to an event that was strictly only women. Like our tree fest, we don't, it's not exclusively women. A lot of men show up, some of them volunteer, some of them come to, to hang out just the same as the women, which is great. Um, but this was strictly women. So I was like, okay, this is going to be maybe something a little bit different, but it was like incredible. It was I don't know, without sounding cheesy, it was like really special. You know, it made a huge difference um, seeing all these different women like really let their guard down. Um, From what I've seen and myself as well, like you kind of have to have some thick skin in this industry. And I think that makes you kind of like put walls up when it comes to learning and you'd rather just sit back and observe than get involved. Um, So when you take away anybody that maybe is intimidating them or, or making them feel like, you know what, you can do it better. So I'll just watch you do it. And then maybe I'll try when that was gone at this workshop, it was like really cool. And it wasn't just young women that were trying to get into, like there were women there that were like in their fifties and they were rocking it. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. It was just, the environment was so cool. And it was like a very, um, kind of emotional environment as well like there was a lot of learning going on but there was a lot of like yeah barriers being broken whether it was like physical or um, emotional or mental and and it's like a 24 7 thing like the only time you have alone is when you're peeing and that is the (laughs) truth you know because you're you're climbing and then you're having all your meals together and then you're staying in the same like buildings together so there's always all these moments where if you're not climbing people are asking you questions or showing you things, or I'm asking them questions or it's, it's exhausting for sure, but it's super rewarding and it's amazing. And it's like the only place you'll ever get that. 
So I know like there's a lot of women in, in our chapter that have been pushing for our tree fest to be exclusively women and we don't want that. So we've just kind of plain out said, sorry, if you're looking for that, go to the women's tree climbing workshop. Unfortunately, it's not like tree fest where it's free. You do have to pay, but it's worth every single penny. Um, so I've been really trying to steer some of our women in our chapter to go that direction. And then hopefully maybe we could host one in our chapter would be amazing because we definitely have the women. So, um, but yeah, it's been so great. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I only was there for a brief period during the day just to kind of yeah. come and see what you guys were doing. And I think you really hit the nail on the head in that, um, that workshop. And I think a lot of the sort of smaller grassroots movements that are happening, you know, around the nation when it comes to women are just what you said is that it's creating that environment of a community and like being able to see yourself in what other people are doing. Um, and just creating that sense of empowerment. Um, I'm not a climber. (laughs) Like I am not out in the field or anything like that. And I walked away from that being like, I'm signing up for this next year, like immediately and put it on my calendar because I really want to go and I want to learn the skills that are associated with that, not just technically, but everything else that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. And that, that one word that you just said, um, empowerment, that is so strong because you can't really teach somebody how to be like an efficient climber in three days or even three months, like my, my uh, course that I teach. It's like, you just have to teach kind of the fundamentals and then they build on it at work, right? But with women, like at this workshop, you're teaching them to empower themselves, to be able to then go out into the world or go out into their workplace and be confident enough to say, hey, can I climb that tree this time? Or, you know what, let me set my own line. You always set my line for me, I'm gonna do it. You know, and have that like courage to do it and the confidence in themselves that they can do all those things is like, that's the best thing that you can teach somebody because I'm, I'm not going to be able to teach someone to go fast. Like they, they, have to, they have to do that on their own. We just teach them the safest way to do it. But uh, yeah, it's the empowerment. That's, it's huge. Yeah, I really love that. Mm-hmm. Amy, any more questions? You you keep okay. going. I'm sure I'll come no, up that's with fine. more. That's fine. And I guess going along with what you guys were just talking about, but um, workforce development is huge in our industry, and trying to get more women to join the industry has been huge. Uh, I guess where do you see that the industry needs to go to kind of uh, make it either more accessible or just actually show like what you guys were talking about at that workshop that this is a place where you belong and you can feel empowered and you don't have to feel on guard 24 7 like how does the industry need to evolve to keep supporting stuff like that to be honest i think our industry is doing a good job um whether it's like awareness and everything and inclusion um and then equipment has been a really big part, um, not just for women, but for everybody, especially for longevity with climbing, that they've made things a lot more ergonomic and uh, better functioning, lighter. Um, so it, it really doesn't um, pertain to only strong people. You can 
as long as you're agile and somewhat fit, anybody can do this job. Um, but what I think the future in the future, what we need to work on more as an industry is getting the word out into the public about what our job entails and what career paths it can lead to. Because I think what I've really noticed in all of my years doing this is first you get like on the job site, the homeowner will come out and say, oh, oh, you're a, wo you're a woman. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. And then you kind of have to like, you start on like this really low platform with the homeowner where they don't really trust you because they think like, what are you doing? <laughs> Where's the, where are the men? <laughs> you know, oh so you, you have to like gain their trust by either doing the job and they finally realize at the end that, oh, you do know what you're doing and you can do this. Um, so I'd really like to see us be able to get out into the, into the world a little bit more into the public to explain what it is that we do, what we offer and who does it, you know? Um, because I, yeah, I think as, as an industry, we're, we're hitting it on, on the, on the head quite, quite a lot and quite a bit and it's very out there and, and groups and stuff. And then, yeah, watching the competitions has been a huge thing. Um, whereas not, women aren't just winning like women are beating the men like quite often in a lot of different ways so we know it but I think we need to I think we need to get it out there a little bit more to the to the customers to the clients and the schools to encourage getting women in into the trade earlier and and men too but like especially women like my my school we usually have about 80 students and only 10 to 20 percent are women so I think we should work on getting that number up. Um, jumping back, because I know, because you have so many like cool experiences and stories, I'm sure. What are some of your favorite moments or memories or places you've been like throughout the years um, while you've been competing? Well, some of my favorite experiences with competing is the traveling, for sure. Um, I've been to some really cool places that I probably never would have gone to if these competitions hadn't taken me there. Um, like I went to Australia in 2011, that was really cool. Had a lot of fun climbing eucalyptus trees full of bats. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Fruit bats. We couldn't even use the air horns to like indicate that we were going on an event you know, the work climb, you, you blow an air horn and then that signifies to the judges that you're going, they start their timers. We weren't allowed to use those cause they would disturb the fruit bats. No way. We which they call, by the way, they call flying foxes because they're friggin' huge. <laughs> they are. They're like a flying fox. They're like a cat, cat size. Yeah, they're really cool. But we That's had to a use whole new element to the competition. I know. We had to adapt to wildlife, <laughs> and we couldn't climb the trees that had them in it. We could climb them like near them, but like, yeah, we couldn't use the air horns. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's different. Just a little bit. Just an Australian thing. So that, that was cool. Um, but then the next year we competed in Portland, Oregon. That was cool. That actually was better than Australia, which is weird. Like everybody would yeah. think that was like the, the Mecca, you know, of, of climbing comps that you made it to Australia. Like that's so sweet. But Portland was amazing. Like the trees were beautiful. The, the whole surrounding there was beautiful. The town was beautiful. Um, but Brian French from Ascending the Giants, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you heard of him and yeah a lot of people have um well his wife Rachel she thought 
she's like, oh, the competition is coming here this year. There's like 20 to 25 women competing. I want to do something with the women. So she lined up this whole women's climb after the, the tree climbing competition to go ascend the giants where Brian had set up all these trees that they had done like a bunch of climbs and studies on, I guess. And so we rounded up all these women and went climbing out or hiking out into this like untouched old growth forest. And there we go. There was like throw lines already in the tree. We just had to pull all this rope up and we had a big climb. There was like five giant Douglas firs. And I I was climbing with women from all over the world in this tiny little grove of gigantic trees. It was amazing. It was incredible. And then we slept in them overnight. No way. Yeah. And then went home the next day. It was it was incredible. And it's an experience I'll never forget. I've, I have videos of it. I have videos of, of this one tree that I climbed. I thought it would be really cool because it was kind of windy and this tree was like swaying like crazy. I'm like, I'll take the swaying one. It'll be fun. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say. <laughs> Needless to say. And uh, my friend Wenda Lee was in the tree adjacent to me and it, her tree was taller and she's filming me in this tree. And it was like, mine was swaying like 10 feet either way. Oh my God. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't seem like that from the ground. And I, I was like, get me out of this trees, freaking me out. But there was only one line to get up and to get down. So one girl was already going down and then another girl was going to be coming up. So I'd have to wait for like an hour to be able to get out of this thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take things into my own hand. I'm like, Wenda, throw me your tail of your rope. So she threw me her tail. I tied my rope on and we tied like a double system and I traversed like 200 feet up in the air and got the heck out of that tree. And yeah, she's got it all on video. So oh my cool. God. And then we, t- we, told, we told Rachel French when we got down, we're like, so this is what happened. This tree sucks. Don't climb it. Um, I traversed over and she's like, you traversed at 200 feet? I was like, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Like I just like used my tail, blah, blah. And she's like, can we we do that? Can you show me? And she's, I was like, yeah, if you want to. So the next morning when it wasn't as windy, we did it and I showed her and taught her how to traverse. And there she was traversing 200 feet in the air for the first time ever. Oh my God. It was really, really cool. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. What a cool experience. Big time. And that was only my third world. So I was still kind of new, still kind of like getting used to climbing and knowing that there's other like kick-ass women climbing too. And then all of a sudden there's this event and I'm like a part of it. And I was like, this is awesome. It's just like, you just get like more and more addicted to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, so that was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just one. There's like a trillion. You must have so many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like working with, uh, with Husqvarna now, like with the H team and everything last year, going to Italy to help them develop this battery powered saw that's out now, the T540i. And they were like, okay, so you guys, we're just going to go up into the Alps and uh, yeah, we've like marked the trees that we want removed. So if you want to like fell them or if you want to like climb them and like blow out the tops, like that would be really cool. Um, And just tell us what you like and don't like about these saws. And then we'll, we'll change it if you, because we haven't, there's only seven of them built at that point as prototypes. And I'm like, is this, (laughs) is this real? Like you want me to do this? Like, sure <laughs> so we just drove like, up into the alps go up and into like, the alps and like do whatever you want with this like product that's not even public yet it was amazing i was like someone pinch me is this happening i'm like and you're like paying me to do this is like i should be paying you like this is an experience of a lifetime i blew out a top of this spruce tree and it like 
busted open like a huge view of the valley that we were like above yeah. and I was like this is gorgeous and this saw is awesome <laughs> it was so cool and that was like not a competition right because most of my traveling has been competition based so it's like nerves and this and that and and gear and everything but this was like oh you want me to come up to Italy and do my job sure <laughs> you know it was really cool it was a really really neat experience that's amazing good I just got one last thing and it's only like slightly related but are there any climbers who are afraid of heights like at all or is that something you get over like um, super yes. fast I actually had a student this year that was afraid of heights and it took me a while to figure out that that's what the problem was um, cause I just kind of assumed that everybody knew that if you wanted to be an arborist, it's, it's like, I would never be a miner because I I'm claustrophobic. Why would I want to work in a cave if I'm scared of tight spaces, but some people still get into it, not really realizing that. Um, and it took quite a bit of coaching and it was a lot of like understanding trees and how they react and what is safe to tie into and not safe. And then trusting their gear and their equipment and what they're all rated for once you get those two kind of lined up then it's just repetition and exposure um and climbing trees with other people so you don't feel so alone um for us at school it's kind of hard because it's in the winter so there's no um, foliage on the trees so you feel even that much more exposed and you can see the ground all the time um so I try to encourage them I'm like you know what come summertime this is going to feel totally different you're not going to see the ground as much and there's going to be this like false sense of of height here because you're going to you're just going to be focusing on what you're doing not on where you are um but yeah I don't know I I wouldn't say that like you can't do this if you're afraid of heights but it would be a lot harder <laughs> But that's the thing. Joe, are you afraid of heights? Um, no, no, no. I'm afraid of falling. Okay. I don't I don't uh, mind going up. It's the going down part that always bothers me. Okay. See, but you would be a perfect candidate as a student because teaching you literally teaching you the ropes and understanding even just rope construction, how it's how it works, how it's holding you, the ratings of all your gear and get you in gear that fits you properly. Once you feel confident in that, you, you you're gonna be fine you would be See, fine there's hope amy if i want to switch jobs i was just gonna say it sounds like what we're gonna have to do is get you up in a tree at expo or somewhere right yeah. that'd be great have you have you rock climbed before uh no the the highest i've got is bouldering and okay. again it was nice because i could just look down and be totally afraid but just let go and i was yep. like i think i'll be okay <laughs> but that's the thing you're in control when when people like do top roping I know that can be kind of freaky because someone else is in control of you. Whereas tree climbing, you're in control of yourself and every decision that you make, you suffer the consequences. So in some ways that's really good because you decide what your comfort is and whether or not you're going to go higher or go further out um, instead of somebody else. So as long as you understand your equipment and then put it to its own limits and your limits, it's, it's, it's totally up to you. And that's the part that I like about it because rock, rock climbing, it freaks me out. Like, don't drop me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust you with my life right now. <laughs> Literally.
Join us next time as we sit down with Craig Bachman, where we will be discussing the importance of doing a proper gear inspection and what it means for you and your crew. To listen to more episodes or to learn more about what we're doing, visit us at podcast.tcia.org.